A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Now let's talk with Andy Foman, one of their broker analysts that's joining us this morning. Andy, hopefully you're sounding better than I am right now, but I'll tell you what, the hot spot I want to start with is the butter market that took a big six-cent jump yesterday. Somehow it feels like that seasonal baking may be upon us. What What's going on there? Yeah, Pam, I appreciate you taking the time, and thanks for having me. Um, if you can believe it, we're already towards the end of the year. You know, where it, it seems like the whole year just kind of flew by. And, yeah, the season the season is upon us for baking. <clears throat> and, you know, it, it to me, it, we, we've seen a pretty good jump in the international space, right? And I feel like as a country, we're catching up to the rest of the world with respect to price. Um, you know, I, I think another piece of that, too, is, you know, domestically as well as internationally, uh, milk production has been something that has um, that has been steadily declining. And again, it's not just in this country, right? I mean, the last milk production report, we saw a pretty good decline in milk cow numbers, right? I think it was about 19,000. But when you look at collections in, in countries like France and Germany, you know, they're down. Um, and you compare them to like a, the, the last three years, they're down and they're continuing to decline. So I, I think that plays a good role in it. But, you know, in terms of price jumps here recently, yeah, baking season is upon us for sure. You want to make sure if you're a grocery store that you have butter on the shelves for the end of the year. And, you know, folks are going to be certainly buying it. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's a collection of things. And I think there's – I personally feel like there's more to come in terms of upside there. Oh, yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit more about that because every time we start talking about the international market, I also have to temper my enthusiasm with the constant challenge with infrastructure. You know, I, I don't know what the county is today as far as – uh, ocean vessels that are off the West Coast and Pacific Northwest, but that still is really kind of a sticking point for us, isn't it, Andy? It, you know, it is, and it, there has been record congestion over there. And I actually saw on the news, I believe it was yesterday, that you know the president is looking to figure out a way to to get a little bit more aggressive in terms of sorting all that out, right? But if you look at the export data, it really doesn't suggest that food, at least, is having a hard time getting itself out. You know, you, like I think about cheese, for example. Cheese exports just month to month continue to show year-over-year growth, right? And, and you're seeing, you know, places like, you know, Southeast Asia, for example. Um, you know, I, we've always had, you know, good exports um, into that part of the world, and, and those continue to grow. And so I, I hear what you're saying loud and clear, and I think it's going to be an issue. But I, 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 I certainly feel like it's an issue for things that are, you know, like non-essential. You know, it may be a little bit harder to get toys for Christmas, right? But, I mean, in terms of getting food out the door, it doesn't – the numbers at least suggest it's not so much a problem. And I'll say this, too. You know, in terms of – you know, that's that's a port issue. But when we're able to get product to our neighbors to the south via rail or, you know, just uh, drive it down there to Mexico, you're seeing, you're seeing their purchasing pick up as well. And I, I think we're seeing it in all food categories. But, you know, one that's really picked up for them is, especially has been the nonfat dry milk space. Right. Let's talk a little bit more about that, because if people haven't been paying attention, it looks like the United States is going to be easing some of the restrictions on crossing the border, like you said, with Mexico and Canada. Even folks that tried to get in for World Dairy Expo, they got the cows in easier than they got people in. So if this starts to get more relaxed and back to, shall we say, more of a normal pattern, talk to me a little bit more about that nonfat market. Yeah, it's um, you know, it's 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 trading at a price that we haven't seen since I believe 2014, right? And and I feel like 
you know, just because we haven't seen that price in some time doesn't mean we can't go there. So we're we're approaching a dollar fifty after yesterday's trade. And what's interesting about it too is that you're seeing multiple buyers showing up and willing to pay, you know, a dollar forty five, a dollar forty six, a dollar forty seven, that sort of number. And you know, when you when you think about what we're doing from like an export perspective, um, you know, and and then also too touching back on what we're seeing in terms of you know constricted milk production. You know, for the first time in a while, it feels like class four is uh, on a spot basis, at least when you take butter and, and nonfat and plug it into a calculator, you get a class four price. It's actually exceeded the price of class three. So you take cheese and, and plug that in, you get a class three price. Um, and that, that that's, I want to say, probably about 60 cents premium with respect, you know, class four over class three. Man, yeah, and like you said, that just doesn't happen. If you're joining us, Andy Fallman's along with us, one of the broker analysts with EverEgg, and we're happy to have him. So what else are you going to be training your eye on then, Andy, when it goes comes to moving into uh, this final quarter and maybe even into 2022? You think we're going to be able to sustain uh, these levels as far as exports? And maybe, as we said, in Wisconsin, it's all about Class 3. Are we going to be able to sustain this? To me, you know, what, what's, what I find most interesting is is the way, at least recently, the futures market has acted with respect to a slight setback in the cash price. So spot cheese, you know, this week at least, right? I mean, we still have there were a couple more days here, right? But this week, we've been a little bit lower, called like a nickel to six cents per pound on a cheese basis. But futures have really actually hung in there and actually, you know, for the most part, started to steadily climb still. So it's building in more of a premium. So what the futures market I think is trying to tell us is that the spot cheese market is actually more supported than what we're seeing here in the interim, right? And a nickel to six cents on a spot basis that can be made up in a day. You know, we've seen that we've seen that trade higher pretty you know pretty quickly in terms of in terms of exports. You know, I think if we're going to really see a material slowdown, we I think I think we need to really become the most expensive price in the world. <laughs> yeah, right. I think we need to see that. Yeah, I think we need to see that you know that inversion take place, and we just have it. Yeah. So, you know, all in all, I mean, I, to me, I feel like, you know, we can sustain these price levels sort of, you know, as we head into the latter part of the year, um, heading into Q1 2022, those are some pretty favorable prices in terms of class three, you know, about 18 bucks. And those right. are prices you typically don't see. No, true. Very true. Thank you, Andy. Appreciate it. Andy Fallman joining us live this morning from Everag.